This episode is produced with support from DBT Wellcome Trust India Alliance. During Republic Day's beating the retreat ceremony in January 2022, New Delhi's monuments and skies were a canvas for celebration. Rashtrapati Bhavan, the Indian president's official residence, was lit up in the colors of the national flag. Then suddenly, a globe appeared overhead and rotated in the air, mirroring the earth's movements. Soon, this morphed into a map of India. All of this was made possible through engineering, a nifty combination of uh, aeronautical, electronics, electrical, mechanical and robotics engineering. What people saw was the work of a swarm of drones, adding color, light and uh, pride to the Republic Day festivities of India. So what made this uh, eco-friendly technology possible? Who controlled these automated aerial vehicles with uh, utmost precision? On this episode of the Nature India podcast series called I am a scientist and this is where I walk, join me Shubhra Priyadarshini as I make a beeline for Sarita Ehlawat and her lab at the Indian Institute of Technology in Delhi. That's where all the drone action takes place. We are going to learn all about how these little flying machines, sometimes no bigger than the palm of your hand, go from the lab to the skies in perfect synchrony. We are one of the few groups in the country who are working on drone swarm technology. When you have multiple drones operated by a single user, it's called drone swarm. So now you can have very many applications of this technology and it's very easy because single person is operating and we have developed the capability to connect more than 1000 drones. The first drone was built in 1907 and was called a quadcopter and its successful lift off was only just about two feet but it paved the way for uh, the starting of an exciting industry. Drones hit the consumer market back in 2006 and uh, have become quite popular. Today, of course, we've come a long way networking of drones or swarming, as it is called in drone lingo, offers tremendous benefits to almost every sector of the economy. Agriculture, law enforcement, geospatial mapping, delivery, photography, marketing, and I could go on. Interestingly, Drone technology forms a key part of many countries' defense and disaster management programs as well. But first, back to Sarita and her team at BotLab Dynamics. Her workplace quite literally buzzes with ideas and cutting-edge technology. Very soon, uh, you will hear a drone buzzing around me. So one constant noise that you hear in our lab is the drone, small drones flying. We are testing them, calibrating them getting them ready for the flight. We have two streams in the lab. And um, so uh, please don't mind the noise that is around me. 
one of the drone is now flying near me and uh, what uh, my colleague sujit is doing is he's calibrating the system and is qualifying for the flight this is a day in sarita's life for more than 6 years now she has a phd in microbiology but what interests her is developing smart and sensitive diagnostic tools and monitoring devices after working a couple of years in the us she has returned to iit delhi that's when she started to collaborate with tanmay bunkar and manoj kumar both engineering physicists from iit delhi together three of us realized that india as a country uh, is doing very well when it comes to software uh, solutions but when it comes to hardware building our ecosystem is really poor so we do not make uh, state of the art microscopes or cell phone computers uh, smart watch so this was the common point or rather pain point that we had felt over the years okay so the goal was to develop a home grown drone made in india so how else are the drones uh, made in your lab different from other commercially available drones these drones can be operated just by a single user and each drone is fitted with a programmable led light and uh, using the, uh, these drones and uh, we can create very many interesting formations in the sky these drones are very small they will fit in the uh, you know in your hand and they will lightweight i'll tell you a small story that why what brought us to actually building things in india in house so we had one time uh, it was in 2019 we had built a swarm of 10 drones and they were very smart system could scan a 1 km square area and uh, we built this system very smart with fitted with camera could go to 10 km identify an object and take some action and we took these systems to pokhran and you know pokhran uh, in rajasthan and has very harsh conditions not only in terms of temperature but we are also talking wind dusty and it was something that uh, we've never experienced before not only we our drones had never experienced something like that and drones were performing so well at iit delhi campus but in pokhran uh, the performance was reduced to 30% and uh, drones were falling apart and we were trying to fix them so after coming back from pokhran we had this realization that the drone we we were thinking we built was actually we assembled it we were using a flight controller which is the brain of the drone that is manufactured in europe and in europe you never see such weather conditions so most of the electronic components we had put together so none of the component that time was made by us but we knew how to put the components together and put our algorithms on it so that was a realization that if we want to make any solution every component has to listen to us and has to work in indian conditions so literally against the advice of everybody we left everything and we started focusing on designing from scratch That's an important realization indeed. So let's learn more about what a drone light show entails. These drones are programmed to fly in 3D space to make a identifiable visual form such as maps, symbols, faces or messages. To do this an animation is prepared based on the requirements which entails days of calculation, testing, coding and of course uh, teamwork. 
So how does a day's work go by? What happens in the lab before you can wow audiences with this display in the skies? So the usually we have two teams in house. One is a hardware team that uh, designs. So hardware has two component. One is we design the casing, the how the drone should look. So we work on CAD models and we do 3D printing. So if you come to our lab, you'll see several 3D printers are working and making the uh, casing ready. And the other team works on the designing of the electronics. So our uh, team of engineers and artists first imagine how it's going to be. A animation is created, and that animation is then uh, coded on each drone, and then we test them on the ground. Third team would be the field testing team. So after the drones are ready, they are taken to the ground, and numerous uh, health checkups are done on each drone to make sure that the drone. Uh, doesn't cross a certain area and uh, is healthy to fly around people because what we do is watched live by people so we have to be very sure that the security uh, both of the drone and people uh, is uh, carefully thought about right let's talk more about that there's a public concern that these devices might pose a security and privacy risk or if they fail they could damage property and injure people so i suppose when you're working with hundreds or thousands of drones in a swarm rather than just one that becomes a whole lot more complicated how do you manage that <laughs> i mean that's actually a most important question we used to do this test flights under net so nets that we use for uh, cricket practicing so we uh, actually made a temporary jugad kind of a solution that we would fly under these nets which were meant for cricket uh, testing because see uh, cricket net is very small so of course when you fly them to 140 meters something can go wrong so we do not take chance so what we have done as a security precaution and it has taken us uh, one year of coding Uh, so we do something called geofencing so we create a fence on each drone will stay only in a defined area so let's say if i'm making a formation in rashtrapati bhavan so i do not want my drone to cross and you know go meet prime minister because then i will be in lot of trouble so what we did is we created a geofence and uh, so if the drone let's say some sensor has gone off and now the drone is not listening to any of the commands that we have put in uh, once it crosses the geofence code way, what we have put on each drone is that it will commit a suicide it will fall as soon as it try to uh, cross the geofence and i just want to say because you know we are all scientists and we're talking science it's always uh, you can never have 100% guarantee some drone might have this failure and we have seen sometimes but this geofencing has kind of saved us so they have uh, committed suicide and they like we call it kill switch so they just uh, switch off and they fall incredible who knew drones have to pass tests and die by suicide if they fail these light shows and formations are certainly very awe inspiring but clearly time consuming we do some pre flight tests so we take the final formation flight and in that uh, the drones go in batches so now uh, the interesting point is that every drone precisely knows 
that where it needs to be and the accuracy that we have is around 10 cm and that is how uh, these interesting formations can be created and after they land uh, we again you know to put the batteries off they you know disconnect them from the battery and then put them back into the racks and uh, then the drones are taken back to uh, the lab and then we look at uh, their log files how every drone performed what sarita is describing in just a few minutes actually takes days and weeks of refining and fine tuning despite days of conceptualization testing and of course uh, these hiccups that you've mentioned i'd love to know what satisfies you most about this work would you want to share a happy moment or a career high point with us whenever we make something and it flies i mean that is always the most exciting part of our so i always remember when we flew four drones just four drones and they flew in absolute precision uh, that was back in 2021 january it was just four drones and they were only making a square and they were going about uh, numerous times they made the square in the sky like small children we were jumping and <laughs> screaming and being very happy so every time we cross a milestone something works uh, it brings extreme happiness we really enjoy those moments it certainly cause for happiness when a scientific pursuit that demands such precision and untiring effort is uh, successful we're excited to see the new heights sarita and her team will achieve through this technology if you liked what you heard be sure to share this episode of the nature india podcast with friends and colleagues and check out our archives for more in both english and hindi when we meet next will wander the dense forests and venture into the world of insects and birds the workplace of our next featured scientist in this series thanks for tuning in i'm your host shubhra priyadarshini and this is the nature india podcast your go to podcast for all things science in india This episode was produced with support from DBT Wellcome Trust India Alliance.